0: Support for this podcast comes from Candidate Hub. It's no secret that companies are struggling in this market to find top quality candidates. However, most organisations have thousands of potential candidates in their applicant tracking system. Candidate Hub's data-driven engagement platform allows you to revive that data from your ATS and see which of those candidates are still interested in your company, track their engagement, and then score them. So you know when it's the best time to start that conversation. Decrease your time to shortlist candidates by as much as 40% double your recruiters productivity with real time data through Canada hub.
1: What great ideas are so close within your grasp, seeing other points of view, anticipating change, considering multiple possible turnouts, acknowledging uncertainty, searching for compromise. We're going to talk about how to get over those limiters of innovation so that you can extract better thinking from yourself and your team. So let's talk about how to win the future.
0: Welcome to the Marketing Rules Podcast from Thinking Circles with me, your host, James Wylock. Small businesses tend to fall on one side or the other when it comes to SEO. Either it's too expensive to make any headway, or they spend all of their budget on SEO and have nothing else left for marketing. This week's guest is Ben Lund, founder of Rise Marketing. Ben discusses how small businesses can get started with SEO the mistakes to avoid, and how it can work with your other marketing activities. Welcome back, everybody, to the Marketing Rules podcast, and it is an absolute pleasure to have Ben Lund join me today. Uh, ben, for those of us in the UK that aren't familiar with your work, maybe you could give us a little bit of introduction and a little bit about your background. Uh, I know there's been some crossover into the recruitment HR space, which is kind of interesting to know as well, But and then kind of bring us up to speed what you do uh, for a day-to-day, day-to-day now.
1: Yeah, James, uh, first, thanks so much for having me on the show. Uh, super pumped to be here. So, yes, for all those listening, my name is uh, Ben Lund. I'm the founder of Rise Marketing Group. Um, we're based in the Boston area in Massachusetts. My career, you know, I've been in the marketing space since 2004, which is kind of scary to talk about. It's been a little bit. And uh, a variety of different companies, mostly big companies like Early in 2005, I worked at Monster.com. So anyone who's, obviously you guys have a big recruitment audience here. So I was just selling ad space to recruiters and HR folk. um, And I was there for a couple of years. But And then from there, I just continued my evolution in marketing. I worked at Yahoo when Yahoo was a big thing, um, when people actually went there instead of Google to do their searches and navigate the internet and get their horoscope and weather and all that fun stuff. And then uh, from there, I went to an ad agency for a couple of years. Then I was at Google in Cambridge, um, Massachusetts, for uh, until 2018, 2017 or so. And then, you know, I just took a leap into entrepreneurship. It's always been something I wanted to do. And at the time, I was in my mid 30s. And I'm like, you know what? If I don't, I, I just felt, if I don't do this now, I'm probably never going to do it. So let's just. Take the leap, see what happens, and scratch that itch. And here we are, founded Rise Marketing Group. Five years later, we're a performance uh, marketing agency focusing on SEO and paid search, and um, and also some website development. So that's who we are in a nutshell.
0: Brilliant! Uh, what a great story, um, and a nice little kind of crossover into the HR and, uh, and recruitment space. And Ben, we're going to talk a little bit around um, SEO and predominantly kind of SEO for kind of smaller businesses. Right, that's kind of what we're going to discuss today. Um, I know, obviously, that's where kind of rise marketing uh, has a specialization. So, I say, well, why don't we kind of start right at the beginning? Right, if you're a business, you've heard of this thing called SEO. You know, you should be doing something with it. Where do where do you start? Right, what's what's the beginning? What's that kind of process look like when you kind of want to want to you know get you kind of dip your toe into kind of in, into into search engine optimization? What, what's what should you be considering?
1: Yeah. So the first thing I would do before you do anything is, one, don't get overwhelmed because it's very easy to get overwhelmed. Like, how am I going to figure out Google's algorithm and and all that good stuff? So take a deep breath and you can definitely break it down to bite-sized chunks on how to naturally increase your ranking on Google. Um, And also for smaller businesses, it's not as hard to rank on Google as it is for larger organizations where it might be more competitive because for most small businesses, they might be targeting a specific geography where maybe those pockets may not be as competitive and you can really have some earlier gains. Second thing I would do is before you do anything, set expectations. So just because you're embarking in SEO doesn't mean uh, your organic traffic is going to double, triple overnight it's a long haul game. And I usually only recommend SEO if you expect to be in business for the next two to three years. If this is a startup and you're not sure where this is going to take you, don't even do SEO because you're going to waste a lot of effort. Um, But if you're going to be in business for a few years, SEO is probably going to be one of your most profitable channels, even more so probably than Google ads. But I say two to three years just because... You're going to get gains quarter over quarter, but it's incremental gains. And when I say incremental gains, it's like it's almost like compound interest, interest where you get a 5% gain month over month. And that's really not that exciting for the first six months. Like, all right, instead of 100 clicks, I got 105, and 105, I got 112, and things like that. But if you do that for between 12 to 36 months, 5% month over month gains. All right, now you're starting to talk to something that can be pretty impactful for a business. So I'm going to pause right there for a second. But did that make sense?
0: Yeah, that kind of totally. Yeah, I mean, I think it's a good kind of mindset that businesses need to get themselves into. Right? It's kind of don't get yourself overwhelmed and uh, yeah. and uh, and manage expectations, which is usually a great thing for anybody. Kind of even any marketing, basically uh, at this yep. point. But what about things like? Any research that you need to do kind of beforehand? I know people talk about kind of keyword research, yep. and so you've kind of got an idea of where you want to target yourself.
1: Yeah, definitely. So next would be doing some keyword research, and then after this, I'll talk about some tactical things that you can start to do in priority order because um, everyone has limited time. So you want to just kind of do some keyword research, like see how competitive it is if anyone wants a DIY. SEO, a great tool that I love and we love at Rise Marketing Group is SEM Rush. Um, and there's other tools out there, but where you can do is you can plug in your keywords that you want to rank for. So, recruiting for whatever industry, uh, maybe even add some local geo modified searches. So, recruitment firm in city, state, country, et cetera, things like that. And just try to find out through SEMrush Rush and other keyword tools, they're all very similar. You can understand, you want to target keywords that are actually being searched, so decent volume, but then you want to find a good medium of not only is there search volume, but maybe there's not as much competition. And SEM Rush and the other tools are going to let you know which keywords are difficult and which ones are easy or possible. And if SEM Rush tells me a keyword is difficult, 99% of the time I'm going to be like, I love all the volume there, but I'm not even going to try it because I don't want to spin my wheels over the next eight months trying to rank for a keyword and not have anything to show. So it's really helpful just to understand um, which types of keywords. So start off with the keyword research. And then there's, there's three areas that I recommend for small businesses for SEO. And this is what we implement for our clients for small businesses. So the first thing I'm going to talk about in priority order is Google My Business, it's probably going to be your fastest way to rank organically on Google. Next, I'm going to talk about site content and the importance of that, and then also building up a backlink profile. So, um, if helpful, I can maybe start uh, along those three. If that's if that's a good yeah, that's point. That, that's
0: just just quickly before we we do move on, just on, on on kind of keywords. If if you're a business and you kind of you're not really sure what keywords you want to kind of, because sometimes I think it can be a bit confusing to say, so for instance, if you're in the uh, recruitment space, you sure. know, the term job, right? You know, you're not going to bid on the term job, right? Or or jobs yeah. in London or something, right? So do you kind of, you know, there's all, there's these, you know, we hear the term, the kind of long tail, is that the kind of, do you kind of, is that where you're kind of targeting that kind of yeah, exactly. worn so, out kind of almost like yeah. the key, key phrase almost, right?
1: Exactly. So if you're, uh, so for anyone's recruitment shop, yeah, don't go after a job, even the keyword recruitment, no way, no how, but you want to find what else are people searching that's tethered to those keywords. So for example, most recruitment shops have a specific focus. Maybe it's IT, maybe it's executive, maybe it's sales. Then that's when it starts getting interesting of like rec- sales recruitment, executive recruitment, or geomodifiers maybe you sp- focus on specific Cities or countries or things like that. Recruitment shop in whatever, and a lot of companies might even build out service pages by industry to rank for those specific keywords, or even by geo zones to then have an opportunity to rank. Because if you just go after a recruitment firm, I mean, that's going to be tough yeah. to do. Yeah. yeah.
0: Shazami is the latest and best enterprise grade recruitment website technology globally and is fully integrated into your ATS. There are no locking contracts, as we believe constantly high service levels and cutting-edge, easy-to-use technology should make you never want to leave. Recruitment website success equals Shazami. Visit shazami.com for more information. One last question before we move on on, on keywords. What is the kind of protocol on one kind of, you know, bidding on your own company name, uh, is that something you, you, you recommend or, or it is not, put not no, there's no point in it or even kind of like trying to kind of make sure or create content that, you know, you know, boosts your kind of company name. and, and your competitors names is the other yeah, one. Really, yeah. you know.
1: Exactly. So I think you're referring to more on the paid side of like bidding. At, a little, a little um, bit,
0: but I, yeah, but I think it kind of, you, you could kind of start in, integrating that into your kind of content on your page and stuff like that. Right. I mean, it oh, yeah, to, yeah. You, 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 but yeah.
1: So fine line it's, Every industry is unique. You know, there's two there's two sides of the play on search marketing. So if you, just to deviate for a second, if you go on like Google ads, if you're, you can bid on anyone's keyword or a recruitment firm, and that's, that's fine and dandy and put you in that consideration set for that. But on the SEO side, I probably, I mean, everyone will know their space. You don't want to make enemies. So if you create a bunch of content of like us versus nuns, like do you really want to do that? Probably not because then, I don't know, a lot of bad energy, <laughs> I feel like. <laughs> and then also um, you brought up on your brand, on bidding on it, on just deviating for a second on Google Ads. Should you bid on your brand to be number one in that sponsored position on the search engine results page? Yes, only if you're not ranking number one from an organic perspective. So maybe you opened up a brand new shop your site isn't ranking, yeah. Bid on your brand because you want to have that presence. If someone does do a Google search for you, if you're already ranking number one, save the CPC, save the click, and you don't need it. Need it. Brilliant.
0: Okay, so talk us through uh, kind of uh, your list then. Let's just start with the kind of Google Business Pages because that's kind of uh, I know we help some business with that, and it seems to be one of those things that you know kind of has missed a few businesses behind. They didn't really know it's there, and if they when yeah. they do, they're not really sure what to do with it.
1: Yeah, definitely. Or I mean, there's so many businesses even nowadays that just have unclaimed listings, and you search, and you know, it's awful pictures of just from a Google car going around taking some pictures, and like there's nothing there. So make sure you claim your listing or you create your listing, and then you know, this is a direct way to tell Google what type of business that you are. So I recommend fill every every spot within the Google My Business profile, claim your listing. Fill every bit, description, hours, update your hours based off of holidays, linking back to keyword research, including some of those keywords that you may want to rank for. Make sure you have great pictures in there. And then reviews is going to be a huge component of that. So every happy customer, ask for the review. Don't be shy about it. I know some people, and we were earlier too, I was like, oh no, can I ask for a review? Are they going to give me five stars? ask for a review. And if you're not sure if what the experience is, I always position it as, hey, if you had a great experience with us, would you mind taking five minutes to leave a review? Some companies will say, hey, leave a review. And for your time, I'll send you a $10 Starbucks gift card or something like that. But get those reviews because you'll see when you do local searches, Google My Business, and those are favored highly on the Google search engine results page. It's not a coincidence that usually those with the most like five, four-star reviews are ranking number one. So get those reviews, make that a process as part of your business workflow. And then the last thing on Google My Business is you can post updates. Now, are people really reading these updates on Google My Business? I really don't think so, but... It tells Google that you value this space, and then they're taking this platform seriously. So that way, Google's like, okay, they update this information. I feel confident in sharing this to my users.
0: Yeah, yeah, I I love that. I've, you know, we we talk to a lot of our clients, and we treat it more just like another other social network that we post content to everything goes on there whether people are actually looking at you you're right yeah. but it's definitely kind of it has an effect right you i mean if correct. someone does land on on your kind of google your google business page and they look at the reviews they see that there's content kind of going out and that it's kind of updated regularly and all that kind of thing it only has a kind of a, a much more kind of like authentic filter as opposed to correct you know, it just just kind of just there's nothing there at all right
1: yep absolutely yeah.
0: So what's the next kind of what's the next kind of stage we need to kind of uh, consider? Yeah,
1: so I would prioritize that and then keep that a priority throughout SEO of Google My Business, Google Local, and also just last bit on that. If you open up other offices, other locations, create a profile for that location as well. Next is I would focus on site content. So without adequate content on the site, you're never going to rank for a keyword. So a lot of Some of the miscues that we see, no fault to our clients or businesses that we support. They'll have a website and then maybe a services page, but that services page will cover like five different services that they offer. And there's no way that you're going to rank for all these types of keywords when you just briefly mention each of these areas that you focus in. So based off keyword research, start developing content. Now that content Likely to start is gonna be more on like pages of your site that you should really build out, be much more robust. So maybe it's geo modified pages, maybe that's specialty pages. Yeah, anything that you really focus on that you think you have an opportunity to rank for keywords, create pages for this. Now, when you create pages, make sure it's unique content. Make sure that you have images, it's just it's it's quality, it's quality stuff. You can't just have two paragraphs and a header tag and then just hope for the best. If you even have videos, even even better. Lastly, I know there's a lot of chat around AI tools for content. That can be helpful, but don't have that be 100% of your strategy. It's super helpful to do keyword research on that and maybe get some blurbs or sources, but have your own voice because that's what's going to resonate.
0: So what about things like kind of keyword density on those kind of pages? Is there, I mean, can you just literally every other term is the term that you want to rank for? Yeah. Or do you have to make it readable or do you have to, I mean, I know from a marketer's perspective, you just kind of, you want to make it kind of beautifully written um, and not too concerned about the kind of the keyword density. What's, where's the sweet spot in there?
1: You know? Yeah, definitely. Number one, write for the users, write for the users, because think of Google's business model. Google became the behemoth that it has become because it focused on the user and user experience. And if you have a site that's overly optimized and says like the service that you want to rank for every, even every paragraph, like that's too much. And if you're reading it, you're like, ugh, who wrote this? This is like just trash. People are going to bounce and that's going to be a signal to Google. It's like, yeah, I know you're optimized for this keyword, but people don't like this page. Like It's just like, it looks like a robot... uh, wrote it. So focus on the users. Yes, you want to have keyword focus. We don't really look at a specific keyword density ratio. Really what we look for is understanding the keyword that you're looking for. Do keyword research of other synonyms that people might be searching on it. Make sure that keyword is referenced in some header tags. So definitely in the page URL, H1, maybe a couple of H2s or H3s. And then, naturally, put it in. don't overly do it if you once you cross over and it starts looking like a little spammy or even remotely close to it, just stop you don't need you don't need to overly do it. so it's more of a gut feeling than a specific mathematical formula in our end
0: um and what about kind of uh linking to other pages within your kind of site does it Does that have an effect is is that something that was part of the SEO dark art that it used to be is it does it still play yeah. a
1: part you know yeah definitely still plays a part and there's two components of that so there's internal links which is references on your own website and so let's say you have a home page and then you create this new service page for recruiting for executives or c-level or whatever it might be now, if you have a standalone page, okay, cool. Google's like, got it. You have some decent content. I'm going to factor that into my ranking. But then also if you have that on your main menu or references on the homepage, or maybe you write blog articles and you're referring back to that, then that tells Google's like, wow, they really do prioritize this page. So this must be important for them. And if this is a good site, I'm going to rank this a little bit higher for the users, just because they are placing a heavy importance on that. So it's SEO is really all about giving one great user experience and then giving Google the signals on on your business. So that's internal linking. And the next is getting links from other websites. Now that has always been a ranking signal of Google. And the premise that helped me understand this earlier in my career is it's almost like a graduate research paper and how folks determine how successful a graduate research paper is or a thesis is how many other people reference that study. If it was a really great study, other publications and magazines are going to be like, Oh, check out the study that, that James wrote cited here and here and here. It's very quality. And then, so Google took that into online version. and was like, well, if other websites are calling out the great content or services or products That means it must provide a good user experience because, again, it's all about the user experience. And they're going to give that a little bit higher ranking. And that continue Now, Google's algorithm updated to help mitigate a ton of spam out there where people are just gaming the system. That's still a high ranking factor. Is it number one? I, I don't think it is. It's definitely a top three. I think at one point it was probably number one. I believe it's in the top two or three, nothing lower than that. And then, so how you get about how you get some of those links for a small business? Directory sites are great. There's directory listings for every type of vertical. Some are more broad. Some are more niche. Build up profiles. You're going to get some traffic from these directory sites, but those will be really good. Uh, a lot of small businesses are part of other networking groups, maybe chamber of commerce or other, or even other businesses that you just refer back and forth to each other. Maybe like you could call out. You could collaborate in some content or do a trusted partners page, or you could even do some guest blog posting where you write for other recruitment publications and then they can link back uh, to you. But this is uh, an area that definitely takes a while to build up and, um, but is still very important to have.
0: And on those, those, those links that are on these other, these external sites, is it do you need just to have a the kind of the the copy needs to be is your www.thinkingcircles.com or could it be you know the kind of could it be a keyword with a hyperlink do, does that make a difference does google know the difference between if it's like it might say for instance uh, i don't know it recruitment and it's going back to this you know i mean something does that yeah. make a difference or does it's it, it, how does that all play out
1: yeah, it definitely does make a difference because again, like, think of SEO as just a game of giving Google signals. So, it, you want to tell Google like if you focus on IT recruitment, and you wrote an article about that, that should be the hyperlink text back to it. And also think about where you're sending links to your site. Don't always have it be the homepage. If you want to rank higher for IT recruitment, and you wrote a blog post that's on another website link directly to that page cuz that's the page that you want to focus. Now there is a definitely a halo effect of if you have a bunch of links to your homepage, yes, that's going to trickle down to your other pages as well. So it's not a lost cause. But think of SEO as just always giving Google signals of what your business is all about and what type of value that you provide.
0: Ben, those have been some absolutely kind of great tips for kind of small business out there. Stuff that people can actually put into place today tomorrow and kind of over the next kind of few weeks and actually kind of see some results hopefully over the next kind of few months. Yep. Managing expectations, of course, because none of this stuff happens kind of overnight. Totally. Ben, it's been an absolute pleasure having you on the podcast today. If anybody wants to kind of get in contact, we'll obviously include all of your details in, in the show notes so anybody can kind of connect with you on LinkedIn and check out uh, Rise Marketing. But Ben, for now, thank you very much.
1: Sounds good. Thanks so much for having me, James.
0: Thanks for listening. And don't forget, you can subscribe to the Marketing Rules podcast on Apple, Spotify, and all other major podcasting platforms. I've been your host, James Whitelock, and I hope you can join me and more amazing guests next time. The Marketing Rules Podcast is a Thinking Circle's production.